Welcome to another episode of Touring with God. My name is Tony with an I and I am your host. Before we get started today, we're going to actually start off, as always, in a word of prayer and then we'll jump right into the word. Heavenly Father, as we come before you this day, we want to thank you, Lord God, that you love us, that you have taken the time to speak to your people, even now, Father God. There is so much chaos and confusion going on in this world, but we just want to tell you, Father God, how much we appreciate every mercy, every gift that you have given to us. Today, Lord God, we thank you that you will open the minds of your people, their hearts, Lord God, and their ears so that they may know what it is that you have in store for them as your people in your promises. We give you all glory, all the honor, and we say thank you once more in the name of your son, Jesus. Amen. Once again, this is Tony with an I, and I am your host. And today's topic is There is Hope. We're going to be going through scripture, as always. But before we start talking about what the Word of God says, I just want to give you a breakdown about what hope truly means. Now, we're going to be looking at two different definitions. According to the dictionary, hope is a feeling of expectation and it's a desire for a certain thing to happen. Now if we look at the Hebrew definition of the word hope, it means to wait or to expect. So we have two definitions here. From the dictionary, it's a feeling of expectation and a desire for a certain thing to happen. From the Hebrew definition, the word hope means to wait or to expect. Now let's jump into Psalms 31 verse 24 and it says, Be of good courage and he shall strengthen your heart, all ye that hope in the Lord. Once again, be of good courage and he shall strengthen your heart, all ye that hope in the Lord. Now it says that you should be of good courage. Courage. We're going to look at the word courage and see what that actually means. Now, according to the Hebrew definition of the word courage, and we are constantly looking at the Hebrew definition because of the fact that we're looking at the scripture in the Old Testament, which was originally written in Hebrew. The word courage means to be strong, to be secure, to press or to strengthen oneself. Now, when you hear the definition to strengthen one's self, I know that there are a lot of people that are thinking that is so much easier said than done. And I have been there. I have had to strengthen myself during some of the most difficult periods in my life solely. And if now that I'm thinking about it, the majority of the times that I've had to strengthen myself has been because I did not want to burden someone else with something that I knew I could either bring to the Lord to help me through it, or it was something that I really thought that I could do on my own because I did not need someone else to encourage me. And there were so many times where God had to correct me with that one because we were not meant to go through this life having to struggle through everything on our own. 
However, according to the definition of the word courage, it does say to strengthen yourself, which simply means there will be a time in your life where you cannot depend on someone else to encourage you, or you will not be able to depend on someone else to encourage you. And in that moment, you will have to encourage yourself. I have done that time and time again. This is the reason I am always encouraging you to read the word of God. The best way to encourage yourself is by first understanding who you are in Christ Jesus, what God says about you. And because you know these things, because you understand these things, when it comes time for you to encourage or to strengthen yourself, you know what the word of God says. And therefore, This is how you are going to encourage yourself. This is how you are going to strengthen yourself. You're not strengthening yourself according to what people think about you. You're not strengthening yourself according to what people believe, according to what people say, according to what society thinks about who you are. You are strengthening yourself according to truth. And this truth is found in the word of God. So this is another reason, once again, I want to make sure that you are reading your Bible. You cannot repeat what you have never heard. You cannot repeat what you do not know. So whether it is that someone has taught you the word of God or you have read it for yourself, it is significant that you start learning the word of God. If you cannot read it for yourself, please understand there are so many ways that you can hear the word of God. The Bible itself, there are audio versions of the Bible. There are so many different ways. Have somebody read it to you if that is what you need to do, but you need to know what the word of God says about you as his bride, about you as his daughter or his son, about you as his creation. The word of God actually tells us that God created man in his own image. He created the heavens and the earth and everything that is in it. But man, just human beings, he created in his own image. That is to show you the way in which God sees us, the way in which he holds us in high regard. God loves us. He sent his one and only son to die for humans, not for birds, not for fish, not for anything else that he created. He sent Jesus to die on a cross for us. Once again, this is why we need to know the word so that when it comes on to encouraging or strengthening ourselves, we know exactly what the word of the Lord says. Now it says also, and we're going to continue reading Psalm 31 and verse 24, where it says that God will strengthen your heart. The word strengthen in the Hebrew translation, it means to persist in or to be assured. Now, this is the assurance that we know. We know that the God that we serve, he does not lie. We know that the God that we serve is a promise keeper. He 
keeps his promises. He is a covenant keeper. He doesn't lie. He doesn't change his mind. He is slow to anger. He loves unconditionally and it goes on and on and on. There's so many beautiful characteristics about who God is and how he honors his word. So I just made mention that God is a promise keeper. And I also said that he keeps all his covenant. There are so many scriptures that we can go through that will tell us every single promise of God. There's so many. I mean, as you go through the Bible, there is probably more blessings that are recorded than you even recognize. I mean, there is promise after promise, scripture after scripture, book after book filled with promises. But we are not going to be able to go through every promise today in touring with God. However, the beauty of this is that we get to keep learning more about the word of God. And as we continue to learn and to grow, we will see more of his promises. But today, just for the purpose of time, we're going to go through a few promises. Deuteronomy 28 is filled with promises from God. Now, these promises, I must make very clear, are conditional. They are conditional because if we start reading in Deuteronomy 28, it clearly tells us that if we diligently listen, and I'm going to be reading this in the Amplified Version. So the condition for these blessings are if you diligently listen to and obey the voice of the Lord your God, being careful to do all his commandments, which are being commanded to you this day. And this is Moses actually speaking to the people of Israel. Now, the commandments you can find in Exodus 20, and yes, you can read all of Exodus 20. It's okay, I promise you, it, it it's fine. You'll understand it. There's Deuteronomy me five and that's verse six to 21 but you can go ahead and also read all of deuteronomy but if you want to find the commandments exodus 20 deuteronomy 5 okay so what moses was talking about to the people of israel here the commandments that he's referring to are the ones that you're going to do your research and find in exodus 20 and deuteronomy 5 so he says here if you obey all of these commands, these are the blessings from the Lord that will be upon you. Verse three, you will be blessed in the city. You will be blessed in the field, the offspring of your body and the produce of your ground and the offspring of your animals, the offspring of your herd and the young of your flock will be blessed. Your basket and your kneading bowl will be blessed. You will be blessed when you come in. You will be blessed when you go out. The Lord will cause the enemies who rise up against you to be defeated before you. They will come up against you one way, but flee before you seven ways. The Lord will command the blessing upon you in your storehouses and in all that you undertake. And he will bless you in the land which the Lord your God gives you. The Lord will establish you as a people holy to himself, just as he has sworn to you. If you keep the commandments of the Lord your God and walk that is, live your life each and every day in his ways. So 
all the peoples of the earth will see that you are called by the name of the Lord and they will be afraid of you. The Lord will give you great prosperity in the offspring of your body and in the offspring of your livestock and in the produce of your ground, in the land which the Lord swore to your fathers to give you. The Lord will open for you his good treasure house, the heavens, to give rain to your land in its season and to bless all the work of your hand and you will lend to many nations but you will not borrow the lord will make you the head and not the tail you will be above only and you will not be beneath if you listen and pay attention to the commands of the lord your god which i am commanding you today to observe them carefully so yes these promises that were made for blessings they are conditional and they are based on the condition that you will pay attention to and diligently listen and obey the commandments of the Lord your God. We'll take a look at Mark 11 and 24, which is also another promise. Whatever you ask in prayer, believe that you have received it and it will be yours. So we started the first week of touring with God. We talked about believing that Jesus Christ is Lord. And now this scripture tells us in Mark 11 and 24, whatever we ask in prayer, we are to believe that it is ours. And according to the word of God, it will be yours. Now, listen, I want to make something very clear. You cannot just go to the throne room and ask for every and anything that your heart pleases. And by this, I mean, we do not serve a God that answers wicked or evil priors. So if your prior is not according to the will or the word of God, please understand that God will not contradict what he has already spoken in order to give you the desire of your heart or to answer a prior that does not align with his word. He is a God of love. He's a God of hope. He is a God of peace and he wants to give you good gifts and it is his desire that every single person comes to salvation. So let your prayers be according to the will and the word of the Almighty God. Now let's go ahead and take a look at Matthew 6 and verse 26. And it says, Look at the birds of the ear. They neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns, and yet your heavenly Father keeps feeding them. Are you not worth much more than they? And who of you by worrying can add an hour to his life? And why are you worried about clothes? See how the lilies and the wildflowers of the field grow? They do not labor, nor do they spin. Yet I say to you that not even Solomon in all his glory and splendor dressed himself like one of these. But if God so clothes the grass of the field, which is alive and green today, and tomorrow is thrown into the furnace, will he not much more clothe you, you of little faith. So we just went through Deuteronomy 28, Mark eleven twenty four, and Matthew 6, verse 26 to verse 30. 
30. Now, what I recognize with us as humans is that we have a problem where we keep comparing God to men. And one of our biggest issues is that we put our hope in men. And by men, I do not mean the male solely. I'm talking about we put our hope in humans. And so we start comparing what God can do to what humans have already done to us. If we take a quick look at Jeremiah, we're, I'm actually going to give you a few scriptures that you can read on your spare time. Jeremiah 17 and 5, Micah 7 and 5, Psalm 118 and verse 8. They all talk about not putting your trust in man, but trusting in God. I'm just going to go ahead and read one of the scriptures for you. I'm going to read Psalm 18. Psalm 118, I'm sorry, and verse 8. It says, It is better to take refuge in the Lord than to trust in man. It is better to take refuge in the Lord than to trust in princes. Now we lose hope only when we trust our hope in humans who are imperfect. But God is perfect. And so my encouragement to you is to hope in in him. Now I understand sometimes you've been hoping for something and it seems as though it is taking such a long time for that thing to come to pass. But I just want to encourage you with the word of God in Proverbs 13 and verse 12. It reads, hope deferred makes the heart sick, but when desires are fulfilled, it is a tree of life. So though you may have been waiting and your heart may begin to feel sick or you're you're feeling weary, you're wanting to give up hope, the word of God says when that desire is fulfilled, it is a tree of life. Therefore, don't give up on your waiting. Continue to wait on the Lord for when he fulfills the thing that he promised, it will be a tree of life. Also, I want to point you to Isaiah 60 and verse 22. It says the smallest one will become a thousand, a clan, and the least one a mighty nation. I, the Lord, will quicken it in its appointed time. Now, I know this scripture from another version, and it actually reads at the end of the scripture, I, the Lord God, will make it happen in my perfect time. So just in case you've been waiting and you think the wait has been too long, let me remind you that the Lord God has said, in the perfect time, which very often we don't know what that looks like because we want everything to be done now, but he knows what time is perfect. And in the perfect time, he will make it happen. So before we go today, I just want to leave you with a word of encouragement. Put your hope in God. Put your hope in God to heal the broken places in your life. Put your hope in God to restore your marriage or if you're like me, to find you the husband or the wife that he has chosen for you. Hope in God to change the heart of man. He is able to change the heart of man. That's in Ezekiel 36 verse 26 to 27. 
hope in God to heal you. The word of God says, by his stripes, we are healed. Also, in Exodus 23 and 25, it says, worship the Lord your God and his blessing will be on your food and water. I will take away sickness from among you. Hope in God to change your situation. Hope in God to protect and provide for you. You can find that scripture in Psalm 91. Read the entire Psalm 91 and you will find out God's promises for protection and provision. So before we go ahead and leave today, for someone who may be hurting, for someone who doesn't have the solution to a problem, I just want to remind you, there is hope and hope can be found in Jesus Christ alone. Let us go ahead and pray. Heavenly Father, as we come before you again, I just want to thank you that there is hope. There is hope in your words because you do not lie and you will not change your mind. Your word, almighty God, says if you have given the command to bless, it cannot be reversed. There is no power here on earth, in the heavens above, or anywhere else that can come up against the word you have already spoken. So today, Father God, I hope that you saturate the hearts and minds of everyone hearing me with the understanding that you will fulfill that which you have promised. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Thank you once again for joining me for another episode of Touring with God. I will see you next week, Tuesday at 9 a.m. And actually, before I go, I just want to make it very clear because I don't think I have before that we have an Instagram and a TikTok. They're both Touring with God. As I get better with social media, I promise you, I will start uploading a lot more. But for now, you can go ahead and check out those pages. It's Touring with God on Instagram and on TikTok. And also the email address is touringwithgod at gmail.com. If you need a Bible, I still have Bibles here. Please go ahead and let me know how I can get a Bible to you. And I would love to do that. Thank you once again for joining me. See you next week.